From the trails to the road to the track, if it's running, you'll find it right here on Trail Tales ARP. Run wild. This is Season 4, Episode 11 of Trail Tales ARP. I am your faithful host, Sean Sobon, and it is December. I can't believe it. But yes, December is here. And uh, where I am in my part of the world, we've got snow. We just had a big dump of snow, about eight inches. And uh, sadly for me, the track is unusable. We're a one racetrack town here, and it's a gravel track, and I love it. But uh, there's no winter maintenance, and unless it melts, I'm not going to be getting out there anytime soon. Um, so, December, yeah, I've got a few things to talk about today. We're going to do a project creatine update. I'm going to give you some winter running tips um, learned from my own experience. And we're going to talk about why I love running in the winter. And I know that in the summertime, it's hard to imagine frigid temperatures and ice on the ground and everything. But it really is a pretty cool time of year to run if you're in a colder climate. And there's a lot of reasons. So we're going to get into that. I'm also going to talk a little bit about Piper the Wonder Dog and give you an update on her and how she's doing in her first winter of running. It's really neat. So let's just get right into the show. So Project Creatine. I have one session left of intervals before I do my loading phase of creatine. And I just did my 4 by 500 meters today out in the garage on the treadmill. And I knew it was going to be a challenge, this this um, experiment with, with the weather. I tried to get it onto the track as much as I could. I did get two track sessions um, earlier on, uh, which I really enjoyed. They were tough, but they were good. And it might be a challenge for me to recreate every single workout that I did in this phase um, once I get into the creatine phase where I've got the creatine in my system. But um, hopefully there will be some people using the track and maybe making a path out on the snow, or maybe I'll have to go and do that as well and uh, just kind of make a path for myself and maybe make it runnable. We'll see how it goes. But um, it's been very interesting just doing the speed work. I got to tell you that um, rest days have a whole new meaning. I mean, I'm running at a rate of perceived exertion anywhere from like an 8 to a 10, and I'm really giving it all I can. And I'm noticing that my uh, my quads are really feeling it. So on those rest days, I'm like, I'm literally doing nothing or as little as I can. There was one rest day recently where Piper was really just staring at me all day every time I went near the door and I knew she wanted to go for a run. So uh, we ended up going out for a little run and my legs felt okay. I just kind of kept it easy and short. But for the most part, um, my rest days have been really just rest because I'm just worried that I might pull something or, or get a strain in my quads. And I mean, they've been sore. My last, my last session of the 10 by 200s, I felt, uh, I felt a little something in my left quad, nothing that, you know, was alarming, but I've been pushing myself. So, um, I rested and then I went back, like I had a rest day in between and I went back on it today and, uh, felt really good. I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't notice it. So, um, so far I'm hanging in there, knock on wood. Um, everything's going to be okay with that, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to kind of the loading phase of the creatine. I'm going to take that week and just spend the time running with Piper. Um, 
I really kind of feel for her because I have needed these rest days in between my track sessions or my interval sessions on the treadmill. Um, I haven't been able to take Piper out for her runs, which is really unfair to her. Um, so I'm going to take that week while I'm loading for creatine and just do my normal running with her and, and get out there with her. And, and, uh, yeah, so Piper has gone out for two runs in the snow so far and she absolutely loves it guys. She is like a fish in water <laughs> or, a, or a husky in snow, if you will. Um, she's just so happy being out there on the snow and she's just looking around at everything and everything's kind of new for her again. And uh, it, it's been really neat uh, to have her out in the snow. So yeah, I was kind of worried about how she would fare in the colder weather. Now I know she is, you know, she's got a, a lot of husky traits. Um, you know, she's a, as they say, the Manitoba designer dog, which is that fancy word for mutt. But um, I guess the, the Husky and German Shepherd in her, she's really tolerant to the cold. She hasn't had any issues. Um, now, granted, I haven't taken her out for very long runs. The longest we've been out there is for maybe 25 minutes, certainly under half an hour. But that being said, the other night, uh, we were in the backyard and I was out there playing with the kids and, you know, just having some family time and Piper came out with us and we were out there for almost three hours and she had a blast. She didn't, uh, she didn't flinch at the cold one second. So, uh, she's built for this weather. So it's good, 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 rugged Manitoba dog I've gotten Piper. So yeah, I'm going to, I've got a few videos up on our Instagram account. You can check them out with uh, me and Piper running in the snow. So yeah, that's pretty much the update on project creatine. I'm really looking forward to finally like, getting it all done and, and getting in the results and seeing the improvements. One thing I can say already of doing uh, five sessions of intervals since November 26th, I think was my first session. Um, I'm feeling stronger with my, with my sprinting and my running here. Um, I don't know if it's just, you know, my, my body adapting or what have you, but um, you know, you have these, like, I have the Apple Watch, right? And it gives you a predicted uh, VO2 max. And it's been kind of steady for the past few months. But uh, I actually got a little bump and increase in that, which was nice to see. And um, my 200 meters today, um, I had I had a pretty good improvement. We'll go over the numbers later when I'm done all the, collecting the data. But I had a pretty good improvement for my last 200 meter session on the treadmill. And it felt pretty good. Um it's, it's unfortunate that I can't do all my sessions on the track, however, because uh, oddly enough, in my last 200 meter session on the treadmill, I maxed out the speed on the belt. So I don't know how I'm going to get improvements running on the treadmill now if I'm going at max speed. The only thing I might consider is trying to push the distance, but I don't even know if that's going to be a good fit. So I'll, uh, I'll tinker around in my mind and see what I can come up with. Um, but it is what it is. I do find the, uh, the 400 meters more challenging to keep up that pace because, you know, it's, it's a longer distance. So to keep the intensity up, um, as much as I would for a 200 meter meter interval is harder. And I haven't been able to accomplish that yet. Who knows if I will, but that would be a good sign of improvement. So anyways, there's our project creatine update and, uh, all is going well, no injuries, like I said, so we will see how the rest of the the sessions go. 
But yeah, like I mentioned, it is winter time. And I thought it'd be a great time now that the snow has fallen and I think it's going to be here to stay. Um, why not go over some winter running tips? Now, these tips aren't from any research I've done or any articles that I've looked up or anything like that online. This is just tips coming from me. Um, it's funny, you know, that I started running in the winter back in December 2012 when I became like a consistent runner, if you will. I did running on and off between then, but you know, getting into the running journey started in December, 2012 and, uh, it was snowy. So I've, uh, learned from experience. I wanted to share that with you guys. One of the first things I did, and, um, I thought I would look silly with it, but I ended up getting a pair of, uh, clear ski goggles. And I actually bought those goggles because I was riding my bike, uh, in like, you know, November, early December, before the, the conditions got really bad and my eyes would water. But uh, I've held on to those goggles and I find them very useful for running in the winter um, when the when the wind is high, when you've got a blizzard coming in or really strong winds. And where I live, the winds are um, very strong and they seem to be every day. And, uh, and oh, in my neighborhood, a lot of the homes lose shingles and you see the repairman coming all the time and replacing shingles here and there. And we had that last year, but anyways, running goggles are so great. And even if you wear glasses, you can get like over the glass goggles and, um, they're vented. So they don't really fog up. You can get, you know, my pair weren't too expensive, but, uh, they worked well and I still have them, um, for when the weather's really bad. And like I said, that wind is there really gives you a uh, good protection. Your eyes aren't going to water up. You're going to be able to see just fine. And, um, you know, if you go back to my show with Dave Kempston, we talked about kind of running in the winter and, you know, he had said that there isn't really cold weather when you're out there. It's just being underdressed. And I think goggles are a very important piece of kit to have if you're going to be running out in the winter time. So that would be the first thing that I would recommend. Um, now I'm not a woman, so I don't know if this would work for, for the ladies out there, but if you're a dude, <clears throat> and you're out there running, it's vital if the temperatures are cold and there's a wind chill out there. Um, wear an extra pair of underwear. That's right. I've uh, I've been in some pretty painful situations, if you will, uh, out there running with not enough protection in the nether regions there, and uh, it, it can get pretty bad. So I found that, you know, if you wear an extra pair of underwear, or if you have some sort of like windproof material that you can wear on top, like, you know, um, if you got tights or you can put a pair of shorts on and a pair of underwear, um, usually offers a bit better protection there. So we just have to leave that there. I think that one's pretty straightforward. Um, for safety anyways, uh, running on the running on the ice and on the snow, whether it's on the road or on the trails, um, it's pretty important to have a shorter stride and kind of be very cognizant of where your foot is landing it's almost similar to to a trail run right where you got to kind of watch where where your foot's falling and you don't want to trip and again knock on wood i haven't had any big falls um running in the winter i was about to say i haven't had any falls but i just remembered i had one a couple years back on the trails in the core of the lakes where i was making a turn and there was some ice underneath the snow and down i went but i wasn't hurt or anything um, but you know, sometimes they're unavoidable, but yeah, if you take shorter strides when you're running on, on the slippery conditions, um, 
you know, it's going to do a few things. It's going to give you a better center of balance. Um, you're going to have more control and it's just going to make it better for you. So you don't end up, you know, having a longer stride or running like you're on dry, dry terrain, uh, where you're more likely to slip and slide. Right. So shorter stride is, is pretty important. Um, the other thing I would mention to you guys is get a nice pair of gloves. <clears throat> um, sometimes if you're running and you're going pretty good and the wind's not bad, you can get away with, you know, not wearing gloves or even like taking your gloves off during the run. But again, it, it really comes down to that wind chill. And when it gets really bitter cold out there, um, you want a decent pair of gloves, especially if you're going to be out there for any length of time. Um, sometimes what I'll wear is I have like, you know, a thin pair and then a thicker pair and I'll wear two pair of gloves. And if I get hot, I'll take off one pair and then I'll, uh, just stuff them in my pocket. And then if I need them, I'll throw them back on. But, um, mitts are good too. There's, there's all sorts of things out there. They don't have to be, you know, expensive running gloves. I'm sure that those materials are pretty good, but I just buy like regular, regular gloves and throw them on. And I find that they work really well. So I'm not going to throw out any brands out there because I'm not the guy to ask for that. But uh, yeah, get a good pair of gloves just to keep your fingers warm and stuff because it can get pretty cold. And and the other thing, if you want to go running in the blizzards and stuff and be protected, let's get a good face covering. Um, I bought these, um, they're buffs if you will, but you can put them right on their face. And you may have seen them on my Instagram before they got like these cool skull faces on them and you put them on looks like your face is a skull but anyways um those are really neat and they offer a lot of a lot of protection and the nice thing is they're not so thick that you're going to have a hard time breathing through them if you get these big thick fleece ones i find that and i do have several of those um i find that uh, number one they can be a little bit harder to breathe through when you're working <clears throat> excuse me and um the mist from your from your breath will will freeze up on them too or get them moist. So if you find a nice thinner one, um, it'll still give you good protection from the wind, but allow you to breathe nicely as well. So that's a good thing um, to have. You don't want to uh, get frostbite on your face or anything like that. I remember last November when Dave and I were out running our Island Lake um, 50k Ultra for Remembrance Day. Uh, I had a, I had just like a neck warmer because I wasn't expecting snow and we ended up running through a blizzard. A big system came in and Dave didn't have a face covering and I don't know how he survived. I guess it was the beard and the stubble he had on his face, but uh, he had he had ice build up on his face and on his eyelashes, as did I. But uh, yeah, a good face covering can make it a lot more bearable for you. And again, just common common knowledge here is just dress in layers. Um, you know, if you start to overheat, it's easy to unzip, unzip a top layer while you're running or, you know, take a pair of gloves off and kind of go from there. One thing I didn't mention yet is socks. Um, I typically run in, in thicker socks in the winter. Um, you know, it's not like I'm camping or anything, so I don't, I don't necessarily put on the wool socks. Um, I just grab thicker socks and, and put them on and, uh, they usually do pretty good for me. Again, in the wintertime, you know, unless you're, again, out there for like, you know, six, seven hours doing an ultra or something or 50K or something like that, um, a change of socks would be important to have or even uh, another pair of shoes. But if you're just going out for like, you know, half hour, hour, even two hour run, if you just get one pair of socks on, you should be fine. No need for a second set of shoes or anything as well. 
Um, and the last piece of advice I would give for winter running is if you're going out on the trails especially, I wouldn't recommend this for running around town on the snow or anything, but if you're going out on the trails, um, <clears throat> there's a bunch of ice spike options that you can get. And um, I ended up buying a set of ice spikes uh, through my friend Victor. He's been on the show in the early, early seasons. And uh, I haven't used them yet, but they're pretty much like tin screws that you put on. They got hexagonal heads, but they really do bite in um, to that ice, into that slippery snow. And it's it's really good traction. Like I said, I haven't used this set, but I have used a set that are very similar that um, they're attached to like a rubber slide on that you put on your shoe. And I use them at work one time. We're on a really big icy hill going to a car accident. Anyways, um, if we didn't have those, we wouldn't have made it back up the hill. So they work really well. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to using them this season. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to use an old pair of my road shoes, which is, I think, something a lot of runners do. And you put those ice bikes in, you just screw them in to the shoe. And don't worry, they're not going to, they're not going to go through, you know, the shoe and you're not going to hurt your feet or anything like that. But uh, yeah, they're really good because I know I've gone on some winter trails and you slip and slide. So those are, those are my winter running tips. And um, if you have any winter running tips or, or anything that you'd like to add, just uh, reach out to me either on, you know, Instagram DM or email me. It's trailtalesarp at gmail.com. Lots of ways to get in touch with me. And uh, let me know what your winter running tips are, your strategies um, to stay nice and warm. I think we're going to take a real quick break and then uh, we'll come right back and get into why I love running in the winter. So our little Strava group is growing. Simon Hayes just joined. Simon, thank you so much for that. We really appreciate it. Um, it's a really good group, and it's nice to be connected to to other people, especially you know if we're part of the Trail Tales RP uh, podcast tribe here. It's really cool to kind of have that group for us. Just uh, it's an open group. You can just come on and join. That would be really cool to see you on there. Uh, you can friend me on Strava as well. It's Sean Sobon. Uh, you can look for me on Facebook. It's Sobon Sean on Facebook. There, feel free to to join me or friend me on that. Um, and also, don't forget to check out our brand new YouTube channel. Uh, I've been putting up videos that um, supplement the articles on Coach Talk with Sean and Alex. And uh, I recently put up our very first podcast on there. My recording with Eric Boom is in video format as well up on YouTube. And uh, there's also a thank you video out there for you guys. I just got my stats back from Spotify and we had some huge growth in the past year, actually in less than the past year. And uh, it's all thanks to you who are listening to us and supporting the show. I uh, can't thank you enough from David and myself. We really appreciate you guys. All I want to say is thank you, thank you, thank you, and run wild. Let's get back to the show. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, we just went over some winter running tips. So now I want to get into why I love running in the winter. I think first and foremost, especially this time of year, the lead up to, to Christmas, I love seeing the Christmas lights. Now, I live in a town called Shelburne, very small town, but I have renamed it from you know December till January. I call it Christmas Town. 
because there are so many homes here that decorate with Christmas lights and other decorations. And uh, my neighbor actually has, I don't even know how many thousands of light bulbs up on his house. His house is lit up. It's crazy. I can't compete with him. But uh, we, you know, we get cars that park in front of our house on the road and they get out to look at his house and everything. So it's really neat. And it just puts you in that, you know, festive, festive spirit um, to be running around and seeing all the lights and stuff. So you know what? I love it. I love Christmas and our tree goes up in November and I'm not going to apologize for that. But uh, yeah, seeing the Christmas lights and everything, it's just really neat. And I also like running at night and uh, you get to run, you know, at nighttime in the winter months a lot more because it gets dark at like, you know, 5 p.m. So in the summer, I'm usually asleep when it gets dark because I'm old. I'm just kidding. I just feel old some days. But um, yeah, Christmas lights are a great reason. And again, with that goes snow. I love the sound of the snow crunching underneath my feet. I love when you can capture that winter magic when there's fresh snow and you either have a bright moon that's lighting your path and it's reflecting off the snow and we've got some trails around here and a rail trail and I'll, I'll hit those at the nighttime. And it's just magical. Um, or you have the other scenario where you're running and there's a nice heavy snowfall, the big flakes, chunky flakes, there's no wind. And again, it's just like you're running in a storybook. It's so beautiful. And then you've got the blizzards, which aren't as fun to run in, but there is an element of, you know what? I'm a tough SOB because I'm out here running in this snowmageddon storm and I'm fine because I've got my goggles, I've got my face mask, I've got my gloves, I've got everything here. I'm not cold and I'm running in this and it's pretty awesome. I'm going to share a funny story with you. So a few years back, um, I rounded up some friends from my Taekwondo school and said, let's go for a run tonight. Uh, just for some extra training and cardio. And we ended up doing that. And uh, it was pretty good. There was some snow falling down that night. And we ended up going to the Taekwondo school owner's home, Bernie and Linda. Great people. Anyways, so we thought it would be fun. We all kind of, and we're, we're all adults here, right? We had, we had, some, we had uh, a couple kids with us. But anyways, so we went and knocked on their door and hid behind their car. And it was dark. They couldn't see us. And uh, they came out and looked. And then just as they were about to go back inside the house, we started throwing snowballs and everything. And it, it was just so much fun. And Bernie grabs his wife and puts her in front. <laughs> Sorry, Bernie, I have to sell you out on that one. It was hilarious. Anyways, just fun things, you know, running in the snow, running at night. It makes you feel like a kid again. So much fun. Um, one of the great things about running outside, and this really affected me, um, a lot was you beat the winter blues or that seasonal affective disorder or sad as they call it. Um, getting outdoors in the winter, especially being active, whether you know you're spending it out tobogganing or skiing or running, getting those endorphins while you're out there in the snow in the winter time, it really does help beat the winter blues. It makes the season more enjoyable and it makes the season go by faster too. If you set up certain goals, weekly goals, monthly goals throughout those winter months when the weather's not great and it's cold, it really does help you 
get through it better, if you know what I mean. And uh, it's so important and it's just so very true. And again, I kind of alluded to this earlier, it was just, just the beauty that, that you see, the trails, the trees covered in the fresh snow, um, and the animal tracks. I love running on the trails in the, in the snow because of the animal tracks out there. You see all these little critter tracks, field mice, whatever, whatever you have out there, deer, uh, coyotes, wolves, whatever um, there is out there. You can see their tracks. And in the summertime, those animals are still there. You just don't see the evidence of them. So in the summer, you can. Or sorry, in the winter you can. And uh, that's just really cool to see. And you get some good uh, photo opportunities as well from that. And, you know, the other thing I want to talk about running in the winter, um, you know, it is hard sometimes for us to get out there in the weather because it's a longer process to get dressed and get all your gear together. And then you got to undress when you get back and you got so much stuff to clean or whatever. But, um, you know, if you have a treadmill or access to a treadmill, that's okay. If you want to run indoors and stay warm out of the elements, that's okay. You know, I definitely highly recommend getting out there and running in the snow when you can. But if you don't want to run in the blizzard, you don't have to run in the blizzard. The treadmill is a very good tool to have in your repertoire. Um, whether you have one at home, or you have access to a gym that, that is open and you want to go run on the treadmill, go right ahead. Um, it is a great tool to have. So that that is why I love running in the winter. Um, and that's pretty much everything I wanted to talk about on the show. I have no guests this week, but coming up, I've got uh, two great guests that have confirmed that they're going to be on the show. The first one is a North American Canacross, and uh, three ladies joining me on that show, and they're slated to come in on December 13th, so it'll be second week of December. And I'd love for you to send me your questions for them. Canacross is a sport about you know running with dogs there are specific um, harnesses they use specific leads that they use um, typically they're they're uh, attached to you at your waist and it's a sport where you let your dog pull normally when you're walking your dog you don't want them to pull you want them walking by your side and really good but this is one where the dog can kind of take the lead and go. And Canacross is a sport that is coming to North America. And there are events. You can enter these races with your dogs and get medals and all this stuff. So they have varying distances. We're going to learn all about it on that show. So if you have any questions, there is still time. I've received some great questions so far. So keep sending them in. Uh, you can DM me on Instagram at trail underscore tails underscore ARP. Or you can just send me an email trailtailsarp at gmail.com and I'll make sure to ask your questions on the show um, and if you have any other questions that are not related to running with dogs or can across you can send them my way too because I would love to compile some questions and do a Q&A show and for us to get to know each other a little bit better as 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 the Trail Tales ARP tribe if you will that'll be great and I've got a great guest coming up as well um, who I was I was put in contact um, with Mike McLean uh, through Eric Boom. Mike McLean is a Canadian who's running in Thailand, and he just came in first place. He won the UTMB-sanctioned 120K ultramarathon in Phuket, Thailand, and he is coming on the show. He is known as the Honey Badger. Um, 
and I've exchanged some emails with Mike and I'm so excited to have him on the show. And if you do have any questions for Mike, he's slated for December 7th. So you got to get your questions in quick for me. Um, and Mike will be on the show. It's certainly going to be a great show um, to have a runner of his caliber join us. And I want to give a big shout out to Eric too, because Eric's uh, Eric's a very humble guy. He's a great runner. And we talked about his uh, Project 80 and um, let me know if you've had any problems with the links. I've had to kind of um, redo them a few times in the show notes. But if you're having issues, just email me and I can email you the links for Eric's training plans. They're free PDF format, 80, 85 and 90 minute uh, half marathon plans. And we can alter them um, to suit our needs because I know I can't run that fast. But anyways, um, Eric came in second place in his 80K Ultra. And he did that while he was training for his Project 80. So Eric, congratulations on that one. Um, and that's pretty much the show. So North American Canacross is coming up. We've got Mike McLean coming up. Some great guests um, for the month of December. And again, if you have any questions or comments or anything, just feel free to reach out to myself at trailtalesarp at gmail.com. If you have questions for me or Dave, um, don't forget to check out uh, Dave's YouTube channel, Plant Powered Runner. And also a good friend and contributor to the show, uh, Alex Maycock, his YouTube channel, Alexander Maycock. It is wintertime now, and he's gearing up for his uh, cross-country skiing season. And uh, he's got some new videos out. He just interviewed a uh, Norwegian cross-country skier. did a two-part interview with him up on his YouTube channel as well. And as well, um, you know, reach out to us. Check the stuff out. We really appreciate your support and you guys are the best. So thank you very much. Until next time, run wild, my friends. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to Trail Tales ARP. If you like our show, please help us out by subscribing to our show so you don't miss any new episodes. Also by leaving us a review. And please visit trailtalesarp.com where you can get even more content. You can also follow us on Instagram at trail underscore tales underscore ARP on Facebook at trail tales ARP. See you next week.